Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my hopes about opulence talk. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm probably live right now if you want to come in and hang out. If I'm not live, you can always just click follow on the stream as well as subscribe and like on the YouTube channel. Thank you for those of you that do that. Let us jump right in to the questions. First question comes from Coconut. Uh, Coconut Joe the second. Do you like uh, if the Season of Opulence doesn't have a huge PvP upgrade change that it will kill the community? Oh, do I think that? Well, no, it's not. I, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I don't think there's ever going to be like this moment where they kill the community because of a lack of something. That hasn't happened in four years. Now, numbers dip, sure. And I definitely think that there is... There's a clear there's a clear decline in PvP, I think, in a direct relation to them focusing, you know... They're focusing on PvP in the background, right? So it's not in the foreground, so the numbers obviously have dipped. That doesn't necessarily mean, though, that, that, that that's, like, damaging the community... Or anything like that. Um, I forgot to thank Snashy for 20 months and Evil Ken for 4 months. And then a brand new one from Wizzle Cinders. Thank you guys. So I think I think at a ground level, there's always going to be numbers going up and down. And they have, I think they have lowered the number. I mean, they've manufactured the number going down. Thank you 8Mask for an entire year of subs. That's a red badge. Uh... And I think a lot of the times people see the number going down and they think, oh, the game's dying, the game is dead, and they, they kind of blow things out of proportion. I do think they they can change things and do things in such a way where the numbers go up and down, and I don't think Opulence is going to bring this... I don't think it's going to bring this huge injection of PvP content. I just, I don't think they're doing it. I I think the leaks kind of confirmed this, but even before the leaks came out, I was saying like, I just, if they're going to, if they're going to make a big change to PvP, I don't think Opulence really would fit as the time to do it, right? I think the time to do it and the time when it would be, it would be clear that there's a shift and a change is when we roll over into year three. Because then it's clear, we're going into the next year, you know, and this is a big change, we're changing this, we're doing this, we're adding this new thing, as opposed to it being like in the, at the end of the annual pass. Um, thank you, Derek Faraday, for 20 months. So to me, it seems like they'll use the, the next annual pass as their springboard for the big changes. And again, we've said this many, many times, if there's something the Destiny community has proven time and time again it's that they will come back when when vacancies are filled they will they will definitely come back when vacancies are filled so i i don't anticipate people uh being like well i'm never coming back to destiny ever again because you know i don't I, there's just not enough pvp content i'm sure people have said that but if they make if they make the changes that i think they're going to make and they completely retool the maps and the flow to be bigger battles. I think a lot of folks would come back and give it a whirl to see what it's like. Uh, I think sometimes we we overstate um, the finality of like people taking a break from the game. It's like, well, all the streamers have quit and they've walked away. And it's like, yeah, and I'm sure there's PvP players that are of a similar mindset where they've just kind of pivoted full fully to grinding, you know, Apex and Fortnite. But, you know, you can get burned out on those games and want to break, and I think that's where a lot of people could still come back and uh, enjoy updates and stuff when they make the big changes. Eknor008, do you think they should remove random rolls and random exotics from raid activities? It's hard to do me every, uh, it's hard for me to do every week. Uh, and two times I got a fighting lion from the final scourge of the past chest. Your thoughts? Yeah, I don't. If exotics drop, they should not supplant. They should they should be in addition to your raid drop. You know, if you're farming, I mean, if you're imagine imagine farming for a fate bringer, and every week you do it, you keep getting like exotics that you've already gotten before. I mean, that's infuriating to be like, well, it's an end game activity. You know, there's there's exotics that drop, and it's like. Yeah, but that's not, that's just not how you want it to be. You don't want exotics to feel like, 
you don't want exotics to feel like punishment. Like, that almost feels like punishment. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I didn't really want an exotic. I wanted to get, you know, <laughs> I wanted to get something else. I wanted to get a whatever the item is that you're seeking. So I, I, I don't know if that's worthy of a, of a video, but I've definitely said that since... Uh, I have definitely said that since we played... I think it was in... I think it was Last Wish where that kept happening to me. I was trying to get certain things to drop, and I just kept getting exotics. And I was like, this is so frustrating. I mean, when we finally beat Riven, I got um, I got those gauntlets for the Titan. I've, I've, I've forgotten their name now. Uh, Syntheseps. I got Syntheseps instead of getting a raid drop. I was furious. It was like, really? My first completion, I finally beat Riven, and you give me Syntheseps. I mean, it's... I, it's that's infuriating i mean that that's honestly that's just that's to a certain extent that's just dumb that's dumb like that shouldn't even that shouldn't even happen so now getting rid of random rolls no i don't think so i don't think they should get rid of random rolls i i think random rolls are one of the best value points that came with forsaken it makes it less transactional it's like well once you get the gun you're not interested you know, once you got Escalation Protocol shotgun, once you got Ikelos shotgun, it was like nobody cared anymore. Right? Like, I don't care. I'm not going to run Escalation Protocol. I'm not going to mess with this. And so it became, it became like a, uh, it's a, it's, it's binary. You know, it's zero or a one. You know, it's zero or a one. You're done once you get it. Um, and I think if you're going to do, uh, if you're going to do raid weapons, curated roles is a really good opportunity for them to create value and grind. Um, because the curated role can be really, really unique and really, really dope. And instead of just being like, well, I've got it and I'm done. It's always exciting. I think to get a version of a gun and be like, this is not the one that I want. And then it's you, you grind for the one that you want. You you know, you like the you like the pursuit and the chase. Cause it, whenever you first get a weapon that is it's the one that you it's the it's the weapon that you're trying to get, but it's not the role that you want. I don't know. I think it creates a really good it's like it's more tantalizing at that point. You're like, man, this thing would be so much better if it had fill in the blank. And if I could just get the curated roll because it has this perk or whatever, um, I don't know. I feel like that is a, that's a better loot pursuit than the transaction of just running enough times and once you get the weapon, you're you're completely early done. Now with 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 armor, obviously, this is where I think it becomes problematic. Armor is very very difficult to get to be you know to just to begin with let alone if you want a full raid set with perks that are in line with how you kind of like to roll I mean the odds of you getting a full set of raid gear with the rolls that you want is so ridiculously low and the benefit okay is incredibly small how much benefit do you get from a full raid set? Nothing really. I mean, it's mostly it's mostly cosmetic. It's mostly cosmetic. It's just you wanting to do it. Now, if they did perks, obviously that would that would obviously change the discussion quite a bit. But to me, it's like, why am I even why am I even gonna waste time trying to get this armor? It's hard enough to get the armor to drop, and then when it does drop, you know the you the odds of you getting a roll that you like are just so ridiculously small. So I just think they need to add quite a bit more intentionality uh, to the to the armor in some way. Now I don't know if you want to bring re-rolling like they did in Wrath. Uh, I don't know if you want to bring something like something like that. Um, I think specific armor pieces dropping from certain sections, like you know, oh, this is where the gauntlets can drop, and if they bring that, uh, what was the thing they did in in Wrath? It was the chest that you could open. You could make the key, and then you could open the chest, and then it was like, okay, I'm going to save my keys, and I'm going to specifically only really try and use them this week for, you know, the gauntlets or whatever. Um... Personally, personally, I think that would be a great way for them to do uh, 
non-powerful drops eternally. Think about it. If you continually run the raid and you're getting the in-game, the, 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 the raid currency to make keys, okay, and you can do that as much as you want, and then you can, I, I definitely reset that lost sector, what the heck. And then you can use those keys to open up a chest every time, right? So every time you beat the first boss, he can drop uh, boots or like a shotgun, okay? And you just keep making keys and you keep opening that chest over and over and over and over again. It doesn't matter how many times you do it. It doesn't. You can do it over and over and over again. They're not, it's not a powerful drop. You're, 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 you're farming for a specific role on the gauntlets from the raid or whatever or the shotgun this I think would be a better way of doing it because again you're not just you're I don't think you could like brute force it and get all the stuff in the first week if they paste it properly if you had to do X number of runs just to get enough like if one run is one key right if one run is one key I'm fine with that that means every run affords you a key for your next run to be specific with. You can't like open the chest at every single encounter. That extra chest can be opened, you know, once and then you just keep doing that the whole week. You're like, I'm just going to keep running it, getting a key and then going and then rerunning it. And every time I rerun it, I'm, I have a key with me to open the chest to try to get the, you know, the armor or whatever. That's how I would do it. Personally, I feel like we need... Uh, I, I probably should just do a talk on this. Um, on how the raid loot should change. Um, raid loot chest keys. Yeah, we need to do a talk about that. Because I love that. It was like... I, even then, you could do about... I think it was like your fifth or sixth Wrath of the Machine run. You stopped getting the currency. But still, it, it made you run it more and netted you something that was beneficial to you, even if you weren't really farming for drops anymore. You could then farm for the the currency to re-roll the you know the armor to where you want. I mean, th- th- dude, I blew through my currency on one pair of gauntlets. Like I remember, I mean, it was it was it was kind of ridiculous how bad your luck could be. Uh, when you were you were re-rolling stuff, I mean, it, it, it could it could really really screw you. Um, I did not get my Nova over that uh, little rock there. That's unfortunate. Destiny boy, what do you think the six-player matchmade activities in Season of Opulence? I said this in my talk. I think it's going to be a horde mode in the Castellum. Um, I think that's uh, that's pretty easy to see that they're gonna. They're, I think they're gonna use the Castellum. But I also think it's a it's a perfect environment for a, ho- a horde mode, um, because of the doors, the mini bosses. Like it's basically set up for it. I mean, it's I think it'll be good. Now, do they ever are they ever going to give us an eternal horde mode? You know, I don't know. The haunted forest was about as close as it gets. You know, as about as close as it gets is the haunted forest, um, because you could the timer was really the only thing. And so people were getting really, really far, and it got really, really tough the further you got. I thought that was a really, really good um, design structure. But obviously the timer was the main thing. that It was It was always ending at the same interval. It depended on you how far you got. Crimson Link. This might have been asked already. However, do you, however, do you think there will be vendor resets with either new armor weapons instead of the old ones? In, uh, I think they're going to be doing this in the next annual pass. Uh, I think, I think it's, uh, it's going to be in the next annual pass. Somebody's saying, why the Castellum? Why can't it be a new area? Because the annual pass um, has leveraged existing pieces of the game. Um... So that's just, I, I don't know. When I think about it, I'm like, they're, if they're going to try and give us a lot of content, they may just say, you know what? It's easier. It's easier to just use the Castellum. And people are like, oh, recycled content. Well, not really. Because a very small percentage of the community actually beat um, and went into Leviathan regularly. So if it's an instance, you know, area you can go into and matchmake and run and run a horde mode, you know, style, 
Um, I think that's a win because a lot of people would be like, oh, I ever actually went into the Leviathan. I never actually went in here and did any of this. And typically, uh, typically that's what they've been doing with the annual pass is using existing structures. I just think it's a smart idea. Use existing structures and just dump good loot in them and make the experience obviously new, but just use the existing areas. I mean, forges, forges weren't really new. I mean, they were, but they weren't at the same time. Uh, send the sniper with 19 months. Welcome back. Eternal horde mode will not happen because they, it would create a loot cave. It wouldn't create a loot cave if you did it right though, because if it gets to the point where you, you can't survive because the damage just gets too high, obviously they would just start stacking modifiers, right? You would just start stacking modifiers to the point that no, it wouldn't turn into a loot cave. Darth Piat says, since the season was focused on Gambit, do you think content in the next season will be focused on raids since the vid doc had callous? As a player who only plays one or two, uh, this worries me. I don't think it's going to be focused on raids. No. No, that'd be weird. I think it would be incredibly weird for them to do a bunch of raids. I think they're going to do PvE-focused loops, sort of like they did in The Forge. You know, they give you the forges, and that's a that's a that's a content loop, and then they gave you a raid. Now, repurposing the old raids, whether they do something with the raids in D2 or D1, like they did with Age of Triumph, I could see them doing that, but I again I think that's gonna be further, further out in the distance. I don't think that's gonna be in in opulence. Crimson Link, I have one more question. I apologize. Do you think there will be any big crucible changes in the next season or will it be more teased something coming in the fall? I, yeah, I put this in my talk. I just think you're going to get a pinnacle weapon and an exotic. That's it. I think the big changes to PvP are more than likely coming in September with the new annual pass. Now, we, we don't have confirmation from Bungie that we're not getting a comet-sized DLC in the fall they've not confirmed that but i think the speculation is a solid one and we have a leak from shadow of anon the nine saying there there is there is not a uh taken king sized comet dlc in september so i given that reality i think that's when they're going to look to say they they can make it seem more significant if big changes are coming think about it so like if they're not delivering a bunch of new content, you know, a, a big new campaign and new places to go, new public spaces, if they're not doing that, okay, if they're not doing that, then I would think they would err on the side of being like, well, we're making enormous changes to the game, both in, you know, in the Crucible as well as repurposing NPCs and the like. So I think your major PvP changes are coming September and not this summer. Valcor Moon. Pretty much since Vanilla Destiny, most of all the raids and raid layers have been focused on Cabal without a Vex raid at all. Uh, what? Should they mix up the Vex raid soon? Um, I don't know how far back you're going, friend, but the very first raid, the, the jewel of raids in many people's minds is Vault of Glass, which is all Vex. So I'm not really sure if you mean D2 vanilla all the raids and, and layers have been focused on cabal well the the vex the raid layer eater of worlds was vex and then spire of stars was obviously returned to cabal and then uh last wish was what what last wish is like hive isn't it it's like hive taken right it's kind of both uh hive and taken and then scourge is fallen so I feel like they've mixed it up quite a bit. I don't feel like it's all been Cabal. Um, Last Wish is taken only. Oh, that's right. There's no actual Hive. Last Wish is all uh, is all taken. Yeah, taken kind of cheats because you get you get everything right. You get you get Hive. You get Cabal. You get it all. So I don't. Yeah, the Last Wish is is a, is a pretty mixed bag, honestly. With ogres showing up and the knights, it's a lot of. It's actually a lot of hive, just in the shape of taken. So, I again, if you go all the way back to, if you go all the way back to to vanilla destiny, the very first raid was vex. Now it's been a while 
since we've had a full-on Vex raid, and then, you know, Scourge is fallen, and so you just, maybe it's, maybe it's Vex's time next, I don't know. I don't think you're gonna get Vex themed anything for a while. I think that, you know, Opulence is gonna be Cabal, and then I think the next annual pass is going to be very much centered around a rejuvenation of all the existing systems in the game, not an actual, like, story uh, story thrust. But we'll have to wait and see. Gritter14 says, Regarding the upcoming raid in Opulence, do you foresee Bungie giving people more time to complete the raid before being locked out of buying the jacket? I think giving us more time for the jacket will be great for Bungie financially and a great incentive for the community to attempt the raid day one. What are your thoughts on this? I think the main issue is the leveling. There's two things at play here. Leveling and timing. I don't think they should be having the raid come out in like a couple of days after Opulence if the leveling is still as bad as it is. I honestly think you should get you should get two full weeks before the raid comes out. They basically give you two weeks, right? The new content lands on a Tuesday. You got that whole week to level, and then you get it one reset. The following Tuesday, you get that reset, and then that Friday is the raid. I, I mean, that's essentially two weeks, which I don't think is enough time, given how bad the leveling is, how much control you don't have over the leveling. That's where I think the jacket... I think the jacket's like a sore subject for the com- for some members of the community, because they're like, dude, I, I would have played and got the jacket but none of my teammates got high enough power level to attempt it because of bad RNG. So I that's just that's that's a pretty that's a pretty significant cool thing that they've done with you know with the raid like having a jacket, but I I just don't know if they're going to be changing the leveling and opulence. I feel like they doubled down. I feel like a lot of people I feel like a lot of people are you know are going to be frustrated in opulence because they're going to say hey here's a new raid here's the window of opportunity you have to basically level before the raid lands and then I think people are going to be ticked that the leveling hasn't changed at all um, it's just I, I, it's, it's so much of it is out of your control so much of the the leveling is completely out of your control so Ashen Annihilator. With them making Gambit Prime their main focus for promoting competition, do you feel Bungie will pivot to balancing around Gambit Prime instead of Crucible? No, I don't think they're ignoring Crucible. I think they're making I think they're they're making pretty big changes in the background. A lot of us were speculating that they were just they were just moving away from investing uh, in Crucible, and obviously we were incorrect. Uh, but I still think that the classic arena style 6v6 the way it feels now I think that's getting jettisoned I really do the more I look at it the more we've looked at the trajectory of the game the more I think they're going to want to take PvP in a non a a way less competitive road and just really dial in the the scope and the magic and make it big I you know I that's just again that's my that's my hunch but they're definitely not going to only focus on balancing Gambit Prime instead of the Crucible. I will say that the the institution of Gambit and Gambit Prime has created another environment where they have to they have to tune and balance stuff. I mean, I I just Gambit Prime for that tournament. I'm like genuinely curious how many rules that the the community is going to feel like they have to come up with because. It's just so... There's so many things in it that I think are just going to really tip the scales and make it unenjoyable as a, as a true... This this really, really stacked team playing against this really, really stacked team. I just... I don't think it's going to be... Unless they do the Friday Fortnite uh, st- style where there's points... You get different points from different things and you just play as much as you possibly can. If they have teams stack teams actually going head to head in private matches I they're going to have to have so many rules about what you can and cannot do to make it feel competitive because at its core I don't think that it is so in some respects Bungie's just made more work for themselves right 
they've made more work for themselves. Now they have another environment that needs to be balanced. And not only that, it's another environment that if you try to balance it, you're going to start hurting loot that we all love, like when they lowered, you know, sleepers, aim assist, and stuff like that. It's PETA. Do you see any possible way Season of Opulence will bring raids on the Leviathan up to the current power level? We've gotten this question before, and I just don't... I don't know if that's really going to be something that they do in Opulence. I could see them doing it. I could see them doing it in the future. I really can. I can see them saying, you know, hey, next annual pass, we're going to start trickling out. We're going to trickle the old raids back out again. Raise their power level give their guns and stuff the random roll treatment, give their their armor the random roll treatment. I could see them doing that in the next annual pass, but not opulence. Uh, NVIDIA Morte says, what is your opinion FPS games, what is my opinion of FPS games in general? Do you believe there's a better direction AAA studios could take? Do you see games like Destiny and Fortnite being the best thing for FPS games? I don't know why you're so honed in on FPS games. First of all, Fortnite's not an FPS game. FPS is first-person shooter. Fortnite is a third-person shooter because you're you're in a third-person camera. You can see your character. Um, I, I I think FPS games are will will always be popular. I think they're really really fun. I think that they if they're if done right, they're they're immediately immersive because you're in the perspective of the player. You know the character holding the gun and you know moving and looking. I, I don't I don't know why AAA games would move away or to a genre if they want to make a certain game they just kind of make it this question is kind of odd honestly I don't know why I don't know exactly what you're getting at first person shooter games are um, I don't think they're going anywhere and I think AAA studios make them when they when they want to you know it's just kind of like it's like deciding to make a third person game you know they just decide that this is the best this is the best way we can make this game especially you know you look at a game like Horizon Zero Dawn you need to be able to see the character that's just kind of how they built it Spider-Man was the same way and so a lot of the times that's what dictates whether you do first person or not Uh, uh, Jay Saxon Uh, with there being a new six player match made activity in Season of Opulence what lessons do you hope Bungie has learned in Escalation Protocol Blindwell Haunted Forest and The Forges I actually hope that they've learned from more from Reckoning than they've learned from those. Because I feel like Escalation Protocol, Blindwell, Haunted Forest, and The Forges all do the same the same thing that I said needs to be done. It's that nice balance, like a content loot, a content loop, I'm sorry, a loop that you're going to run over and over again, needs to be accessible and it needs to be fun and repeatable and I think that Reckoning is not that I think Reckoning really struggles to be repeatable and accessible um so I hope they learn more from Reckoning it to me the theme of that kind of loopable content is so consistent even in your list I'm kind of glad that you left Reckoning out your list is very consistent right that Escalation Protocol then we got Blindwell then we got Haunted Forest then we got the Forges I, you know, there was, I think there was a consistency there in the, in the theme of accessibility and, and repeatability. And then all of a sudden the reckoning lands and you're like, this is out of left field. And I know people are like, this is supposed to be for the hardcore player. This is supposed to be adding on to the end game. Well, we talked about this the other day. Hardcore doesn't mean hard difficulty. Like, I think a lot of the times we make that jump in conclusion. It's like, hardcore players will grind Nightfalls and Strikes a hundred times. That content's not difficult, but they're a hardcore player. You know, even raids, once you know what you're doing, you would argue that raids aren't necessarily that difficult, but a hardcore player is gonna run that raid every single week and they're not gonna feel like it's brutal and hard and a slog every single time maybe just that first weekend or week when they're a little bit weaker the main difficulty tends to be derived from the delta and that's why when you go into reckoning it just feels out of step it it honestly does it's like a raid encounter that's more punishing than almost any raid encounter it brings me back to totems in some respect 
Totems was really, really easy to throw time away. You get super invested in the Totems fight in the King's Fall raid. You get down to like, you got like one rotation left, and if somebody dies, and then somebody tries to clutch, and then they die, it's all over. You gotta start all the way over again. I honestly feel like Reckoning is easier to fail than Totems, but in a similar fashion, you can invest tons of time in Reckoning, get super close to the end, and then you get nothing. You got to do it all over again. So I just don't think it's in line with that, with the style of content they've made for the last four years. It feels super, super out of touch. Next question from Mick Cheshire. Resources issue aside, do you think that a strike and a crucible map in each season may have improved community reception? Well, I, I don't know, and and I'll tell you why it's hard to quantify this and say w- would it have been well received? Because a strike just ends up in the strike playlist, and it, once that happens, it's just kind of like, you know, how am I going to play this right now? Obviously, if it's rotating on the nightfall and if it has a nightfall specific drop, yeah, I think that would have helped. I think people would have been like. It's pretty nice. It's a nice new gun. It's a nice new, you know, whatever. And then you could have grinded, you know, when it was a nightfall. As far as one PvP map, I just don't think that's enough. I I, I honestly don't even know if maps are the answer, right? I, I, I just, I don't know if maps are the answer. Because there are ground level problems with Crucible. And I don't, I think you, I think you add to that. Um, I think you add to the problem by just continuing to, to put more logs in the fire, right? If you're trying to change, if you're trying to change and rebuild your fire, right? If it's, if it's kind of collapsed, if you want to restructure it, you can't just keep throwing logs on it. You kind of have to let it burn down and then kind of rebuild it. So even if they, because somebody in chat saying better maps would have helped, right? But then there's the problem of the, a good, the better maps or bigger maps or whatever start to expose the fact that the current maps aren't as good, or then everybody only wants to play the new maps, right? Uh, thank you. I think I say I thank Sin the Sniper for their 19 months. Thank you, Sin, and then Schnozberries with 24 months. That's a gold badge. I think that's going to be one of the most significant challenges Bungie's facing is if they do want to change the size of the Crucible and give it a big battle feel. There's a lot of maps. I mean, they're either going to have to completely rebuild them and expand them or just can them, just toss them in the garbage. Um, I I think that'd be a painful decision, but I think it needs to happen to a certain degree. I think a lot of the maps just need to get axed. Just get them the frick out of here. They're not they're not good maps and you it, it, I don't know if you can fix them. To a certain extent, fixing or expanding a map is probably harder than just building a fresh one, honestly. Ochi. How are the adjustments to Gambit Prime weapon drops still a thing in D2? Did they not learn from Escalation Protocol uh, and exotic drop rate buffs in the past? Do we think they have finally learned from past mistakes and will not repeat these mistakes in the future? I honestly don't know because I feel that the Ada bounties in in Season of the Forge are fantastic. I don't know why you wouldn't continue that theme. You, you've got new gear and an and NPC that you interact with for Season of the Drifter, right? The Drifter moves locations. I don't know why they didn't do, you know, bounties with him. I, it, it, it's kind of baffling a little bit. And the fact that they're the fact that they're having to like buff the drop rate and give it like well, if you don't get one right they're giving it the nightfall the nightfall if you don't get it your chance increases treatment that to me that just tells me that there it's probably not getting buffed enough it's 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 not getting buffed enough it's getting a a light a very light you know bump and there's a there's a nice levy of protection it's good for them to put that protection in place but again the problem isn't that it's just a ha- it just feels like a half measure the actual core issue and problem with with the gambit prime weapon farm is there's zero intentionality that lack of intentionality that lack of player agency isn't solved by giving us the nightfall rng system it isn't it's a half measure it's like 
you guys aren't getting to the core issue you know you're treating you're treating a symptom sort of it's like you have a broken arm and instead of resetting the bone and putting a cast on it and fixing it you're taking some pain meds it's like well yeah that my arm doesn't hurt as bad now but i'm not you're not fixing the broken arm you're not fixing the actual issue with the weapons and i just don't know if they were in a position where they could suddenly say hey we rolled out a bounty system for these weapons because we realized it was a really big value each week the drifter um will have all of the weapon bounties available just like ada's going to and then you just pick the two that you won for that week dreaded zeke do you think there will be an expansion of Leviathan world uh, space for opulence? I for one hope not, as I think the old Leviathan mod systems could make some activities trivial. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. I didn't even think about that. If they put us on the Leviathan, will those mods carry over and be applicable there? That's going to be an interesting... That I'm not sure. I see where you're coming from. I don't know how much the, the I don't know how much those mods made the activities trivial. You're saying it could. I don't think so. I don't think that the actual mods themselves are um, are that influential. Slightly, but nothing significant. The best one is like the one where you can get heavy from meleeing trash ads. That's I think that's one of the more helpful ones. Outside of that, I, I don't think the I don't think the the uh, the other mods are really really that influential. Um, I think they are, but not to the point that it would make the content trivial. Sergeant Volcom, do you think they will make players buy the current annual pass as a requirement to the next content release? Well, I mean, more than likely, yes, because uh, you know that's something that they've they've proven that they you know that they want to do. Um, I. I don't necessarily know if you need it, but you might, right? You've got the Reckoning, you've got Gambit Prime, you've got the Forges, you've got whatever the frick Opulence brings. I could see them saying, you need to own everything up to this point. If you're going to buy Annual Pass 2, you need Annual Pass 1. I'm sure they'll do bundles. You get, I mean, you gen- you generally get amazing deals on the old content. I mean, you, you get you get lots of content for real real cheap if you wait I don't know how many people are actually waiting though right out of the engaged player base out of the people that are still paying attention to destiny talking on videos the forums twitter etc how many of those people don't own like any of the DLC up to now I just don't think there's that many in, in the community I think there are more in the PvP side of things, which is why they have to make the maps free, because there's enough people in the matchmaking who just own the vanilla-based game, but outside of them, I don't think there's a ton of people that are like, oh man, I gotta buy the the, the annual pass bundle and it's 10 extra dollars. Uh, you know, I don't think that's gonna be that many people, and, I, and again, I think when you get it at a discount, it's significant. Uh, ADJC says, do you think that they should maybe make, uh, be a tad more generous when it comes to loot in the next raid? Only getting one weapon or armor from a section of the raid hurts. Well, yeah, I think I want to do an entire talk about how I would like to see them bring the Wrath of the Machine chest system and the key making system. And you can make those keys and run the raid as much as you want. And given, given that you'd be doing that, they wouldn't be powerful drops they would be uh they would just be you trying to get the the roll on the gauntlets or the shotgun that you want you're just opening up the chest every time you get a key you rerun the raid and you get to that spot and you beat the boss and you open up that chest if you want another key you got to beat the whole raid to promote people actually completing the entire raid instead of just like getting a key checkpoint farming and then and then bouncing that would be a way to do it right there I think what let's say there's four encounters each encounter gives you a key piece so after an entire raid you can't just run the opening one four times you need each of the four pieces once you get those four pieces it spits out a key so the next time you run the raid you can have that key for whichever chest you think is the best if the third encounter drops an auto rifle 
if the third encounter drops, you know, a helmet and that's what you're going for, um, you'd use your key there. And keep in mind, on that playthrough, that time where you're going to open the chest, you're building another key. So every time you run it, you're building a key and and you're, and you're opening one chest with that intentionality, right? Every boss, your first time through, has a drop and you get something. And there's the chest there that can be opened. But you can only do one key each time, basically. Because you, you're only making, right you're making one you're making one key every raid and then that's it every time you rerun it you have that one that one intentional pick rather the machine needs to have a baby yes the raji raj with the next question do you think the six player match made activity will have drops that affect the new raid i have no idea maybe they might they might have decided that they liked the Reckoning and Gambit Prime being interwoven, and they may decide to do that with the raid and the and whatever this this six man activity is. Um, that would be kind of thematically sensible, right? It's a six man activity. There are no six man match made activities right now outside of PvP, right? It's four for Reckoning, um, and the Forges are three, so. That would be, I think, that would be a pretty smart move to say, hey, uh, you guys did all this and you met all these dope people. Add them to your friends list and try to start finding people to raid with. It might be a good, um, like, filtering process for you to, you know, find uh, people to raid with. Jchrist, I'm disappointed we won't be getting a full DLC in September. Do you think we will at least get some kind of story, uh, a story small campaign? I think we'll get something in September that'll feel like, okay, this isn't the Taken King, this isn't Forsaken, but this is a kick in the pants. Like, this is going to be a pretty good injection of story and kind of setting the new, the new, you know, ethos and what we're doing and where we're going. So I would imagine we get something uh, like that. Evil the Waffler. For Opulence, have we confirmed we get a raid or just a horde mode? Both. Uh, there's a six-man matchmade activity and a raid. They're actually separate. Uh, Niji Wave. Do you see the three factions receiving any treatment with bounties, gear every week to grind, as to recapture the hung jury atmosphere? I think that next annual pass, they're going to bring back the factions. I, they're, those are loot pools and NPCs that are being under underutilized right now. Not even underutilized. They're not being utilized. And I think one of the themes of the next annual pass is going to be repurposing and refreshing a lot of those NPCs and their loot pools. Un, uh, Unwit says, Do you believe Opulence is going to try to be as big as Taken King or Forsaken? No, I don't think it's going to. I think they're going to try... This is my theory. I think they had a DLC plan for September. And I think the break with Activision caused them to say, let's take that Comet-sized DLC and break it up. So whatever we were going to get in September, which I was calling it the Taken Queen, I think they took that and broke that up. I believe we were, we were going back to the Dreadnought. Um, and... Uh, I see year three content will be all year one vendors and factions getting year two treatment. That's it. I think they'll do that in addition to like a couple of raid, you know, a raid here and there and some big changes to Crucible. WT, do you believe the new matchmade six power activity could be a PvP activity? I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. I th- think it's going to be, um, it's going to be PvE. Lama Salami, is Opulence going to be worth my time? Do you think they will have more weapons or armor to chase, or will they be worth grinding for? We'll just have to see. I mean, we... If me telling you it's worth your time, I would hope, since it's Vicarious Visions, it's going to be one of the better injections. They've done a really, really good job every time they've touched the game. So being that it's Vicarious Visions and it's their swan song, it's kind of their last thing for Destiny, I envision it being pretty good. I think it'll un- I think it'll be easily the best of the three. I think a lot of people are going to walk away saying Opulence was the best of the annual pass. I wouldn't be surprised 
if a lot of the reviews start to trickle in about opulence and people say every every annual pass delivery should be like this i'm, I'm like I, i'm envisioning that being a thing jet boy what sort of pinnacle pvp weapon do you think season of opulence will introduce to help balance luna nightfall uh, not forgotten meta the recluse this season is a nice change do you agree well yeah i think the recluse gave gave you a gun that can be used for like the bold the bold and aggressive push but it still feels like you've got to be good with it like it's not just like a spray and easy get easy kills weapon it seems from what folks have told me that it's you know you got to you got to hit you got to hit your shots and i think that's true of the lunas and the not forgotten but the pinnacle weapon in opulence i i honestly don't know what they would try to do if there's not enough range on the on a lot of the maps i can't see them doing a scout or a pulse i could see them doing a pulse more than a scout i don't see them doing a shotgun and i don't see them doing a sniper rifle i feel like they'll do a pulse because they're they're those guns i think are a little bit more versatile with respect to like range and you know rain if you, if you have like a lane a lane can't be a map but I can't see them do it. Now, they could also just go wild and do, like, a rocket or something. Because um, they did the grenade. They did a... They, well, they already did a pulse, actually. So I don't think they're going to do a pulse. I just realized that. Um, with the... Uh, the broadsword. They've already done a pulse. So, yeah, I could see them doing maybe a heavy weapon, like a rocket. Because um, they did... Yeah, they did the broadsword and the claymore. They basically did that one twice. So, I forgot about that. Yeah, probably not a scout. I think a scout would be laughable. I don't think people would like it. I, I, I'm leaning towards. I'm leaning towards rocket. Sergeant Volcom, do you think the annual pass was well received by the players so far, and be well received? And uh, and by being well received, I mean that the player base is happy about what we got. I mean, it's hard to know. Player base numbers look okay. I think season of the forge. People were a little bit happier than they are in Season of the Drifter. I think Season of the Forge would have been... I think I think people would be praising Season of the Forge even more if it wouldn't have started out so rough. It started out kind of rough, and then it got to the where, oh, they lowered some of the, you know, they lowered some of the Forge leveling and all that, so you could go in. But I also think that a lot of people came back for Forge and were like, I can't do the new thing yet. And I think a lot of those people probably put the game down. I don't know if Drifter... I don't know if Season of the Drifter pulled those people back in and kept them. Uh, Ruskowski. We have so many ways to pass the time on D2 now. Uh, what is your preferred activity? I honestly like when milestones matter. I also like farming for a weapon. Um, I was going to farm for a warden, a warden's law, but I just, I don't know. I'm just kind of chilling and reading the questions. So I like farming for a weapon. Um, and I like doing milestones when they matter just because you're doing a lot of other things that have like a tangible, you know, benefit to your player, like hitting the next Delta, you know, I liked, I, I do. I like the forges and I like, I like strikes. If I could grind strikes, you know, for more of a purpose than I do now, it's like, well, I'll do a warden. I'll do a warden grind every once in a while. Um, that could be. I would enjoy that. Phoenix Fire. Sorry if you already answered this, but do you think we'll be getting updates of Year One loot and opulence? No, not in opulence in September. I, that's when I. That's when I would do it. I think. Um, I think. I think that. Uh, in general, I think in general, the the year one gear has been held on purpose uh, for that reason. Um, so, uh, Krizix, do you think that we will get a new raid in year three? I think so. I think so. I think that they've they've shown that they can do raids in. Um, they've shown they can do raids in annual pass content so I think they're going to continue to do it. It, it, it Scourge was awesome and it wasn't that long if they can continue to hit that quality but again if they're moving to D3 maybe not I don't know I don't know it could definitely be it could definitely be a you know 
it, it they could definitely be a uh, we, we're not going to do raids because we got to pivot to the next game kind of a situation to hammer of god do you have plans on making a definitive list of activities functionality that should be in d3 uh either at launch or at some point in its lifetime would love to see this from you since you have lots of logic and knowledge about destiny in my opinion this should be done sooner rather than later so it's on bungie's radar um yeah, I mean, I could put a, a must-have video together. It's kind of scary to go back and watch Destiny 2 must-have videos. I need to go back and re-watch mine. I'm kind of curious. I think I was really strong on 60 FPS uh, dedicated servers. I was really strong on that, and we didn't get that. <laughs> so, Cletus, what are your thoughts on gear sets in the world of Destiny? Do you think they would work well in Raids and Crucible? I think gear sets need to happen, but I think they need to let us do loadouts as well. You need to create um, a good system internally for changing your loadout and creating loadouts quickly. Um, so, TN Muggle, uh, you think Anon the Nine is just a Bungie employee who floats trial uh, balloons to gauge community reactions? I mean, there there's a part of me that thinks Anon the Nine operates. Um, at the at the at the lead and at the direction of someone at Bungie, but um, I don't know if that's if if that's what they're doing anymore. I feel like they the Anon said that like the Bungie asked them to stop or something. Um, but I don't I don't know now if that's what if that's if they're using it on purpose. Like Shadow of Anon the Nine comes out and says, "Hey, you know." They've asked him to stop. He doesn't want to, and then he puts out the leaks. I maybe you know just to kind of gauge community response. I feel like a lot of companies could learn from that. You know, they could say, "Let's talk to the community." You know, hey, we're thinking about doing this. What do y'all think? And everybody, you know, everybody's like, "No, yes, you know, it's terrible." And you can get like a general consensus. Dr. Cleveland, do you think in opulence that the rotation of the Dreaming City will end so that Shattered Throne's available all the time and the forges will be open for players wanting to catch up? Yeah, again, I, I'll give you a maybe. I'll give you a maybe here. Um, uh, Vorks uh, Dargo. Before the last expansion, they gave us the ability to rebuy some of the old gear at higher light levels. Do you think when the next one drops, we will get the chance to recolor the starter gear if we buy that also possibly i mean i i don't i don't have much to say about stuff like this you're asking me to make predictions about stuff that like is just like i guess possible uh emstrom on raids did you like the ability for a raid team to choose a particular encounter with wishes rather than running through start to finish um yeah i'm not against this i'm not against this you just it what's the spirit of it what you know why what's what's the reason we want to let people do it um menace meniso with two months of subs i missed your resub sorry about that and a 24 month resub from magica thank you very much man that's a long long time that's a gold badge for you so it depends on the spirit of it if people are basically just checkpoint farming i mean i don't know Sometimes if you empower people to do something like that, then they're less likely to do, like, abuses and stuff, like using LFG to farm for checkpoints. Well, you don't need to do that if you can just put in a checkpoint, like, cheat code, you know? What do you think of heavy raid exotic so far in D2? I think it's fine. I like the 1K voices in the... Well, I've never gotten the Anarchy, so... I mean, I guess that's something we could try and far- start farming for. I, are, I can't remember. Are they adding... They're adding the increased drop rate for the 1K and the an- Anarchy. Are they giving it the Nightfall RNG treatment where the more you don't get it, the higher the drop rate? Are they doing that or did I dream that? Um, and if they are doing that, when's that getting put in? Uh, Dwegun says... Do you feel like the ideas of bringing D1 content to D2 via the Infinite Forest? Um, They're doing... They're just upping the chance. Okay, so they're not giving it the Nightfall drop rate treatment, but they're upping the chance. Okay. Um, We've all been saying for a while that the Infinite Forest would be a perfect place to bring back D1 content. We have it on pretty good authority that they're they're, they're probably not going to do that. Uh, because 
it's just it takes too much time Holtzman worked for Bungie uh, on a six month contract and he indicated that it's really difficult for them to pull up year one uh, D1 stuff it's really really difficult for them to do that and so I think I think in light of that I'm going to take Holtzman his word and be like we're probably not going to get a lot of repackaged year one content they have to basically rebuild it when we did that when we went to like the, the Russia with the cars and stuff that was a rebuilt area that was not actually a one to one port from D1 could you go so far and you could look up in that tunnel it wasn't even there it was a it was um from what I get they can't just copy paste yeah they can't just copy paste they actually have to rebuild stuff because I think even somebody talked about that with the PvP maps that they brought over they were like well they're not the actual maps they're rebuilds they've they've they had to rebuild them and they made them slightly different Crimson Link, do you think the redacted sections of Opulence timeline have more implications for the fall, or are they things that could change, or maybe something story-wise? Maybe all three? Sorry, long question. I just think Bungie likes to be cheeky with the redacted stuff. I'm gonna lean more heavily on the fact that they didn't know what the frick they were gonna do, and they were like, we'd like to do this, and we'd like to do that, and that would be significant for Opulence. I don't think they're redacting stuff because it's going to give us clues about September. Um, I think it's just them being, you know, bungee. Dwegoon, do you think they've changed any opulence content following the split? Um, I don't honestly know what they would change. We're pretty close to it. And, and, and Vicarious Visions is working on it. So the split doesn't necessitate changing opulence that much. I think what we're getting in September got changed um, away from Comet DLC, like a big DLC. But what's happening in opulence, I think is, we're, number one, we, we were too close. The announcement of the split was way too close for them to make drastic changes. And Vicarious Visions is working on it. So I don't think they had a, a reason to, oh, well, we need to change everything. Evil the Waffler. Do you think Bungie will be able to buy or pay Vicarious Vision Studios since they are the best? I mean, you feel they're the best. Sorry. Um, I love VV. I think VV did a great, great job with anything they put their hands on. But I don't know if if Bungie's going to try and do like an acquisition because I'm pretty sure Activision owns uh, High Moon Studios and Vicarious Visions. And so I don't, I don't think they'd be willing to sell. You know, I think they're moving them to other projects more than likely. If you've got a great development uh, company in your belt, then you're not going to give that up, right? Activision is not going to hand hand Vicarious uh, Visions over. Now, Bungie could try and poach some of the people that work there and be like, "Hey, you really liked working on our game." Why don't you continue to do that? You know, Stiello, uh, that's a fake. That's one of the fake questions. Drake Slayer, do you think that Bungie will be will bet the farm on one single game mode again in the future DLCs annual pass after the underwhelming experience of Gamut Prime? I don't know. I mean. I think Gambit's doing better than a lot of people want to say uh, as far as, I think, player base engagement. If you look at Destiny Tracker, it was 524, uh, 524,000 for PvP. Then you got to go to Guardian GG and subtract the number. Uh, which was, wow, dude, Crucible is just plummeting. 260,000 people played PvP yesterday. That is just low. Uh... That's fifty. That's basically fifty percent. So when you look at that crucible number on Destiny Tracker, you see five hundred and twenty-four thousand. Um, half of that number is is Gambit. So Crucible has been gutted. I mean, that's a that's gutting. That is half. Um, so uh, yeah, I that is that's a significant shift and change. So when you say gambit prime's underwhelming are they going to do it again i think bungie would look and say we're getting we're getting 200 plus thousand people a day to play gambit and and this late in the week is it is it people doing their milestones maybe 
I don't think they're going to want to get rid of the milestone system for that reason alone. Um, the fact that you can, the fact that you can manipulate people into playing parts of the game that they don't really want to. Um, Hasabi says, do you prefer subclass uh, nodes from D1 or D2? How do you think Bungie's going to approach subclasses in D3? I really, really think they need to think about drilling down in an attunement. Every attunement should have things inside of it that you, you like, once I click Way of a Thousand Cuts, I get those four, like, main things. Underneath that should be its own menu that I go into, and I'm spending skill points on other stuff to boost, you know to boost certain things because if you're going way of a thousand cuts and you're doing a lot of knife trick there should be a really really good knife trick build right and uh, and then when you run knife trick you're like yes I, I I went in and specced out to have you know knife trick really really boosted uh, with respect to damage and, and everything else so uh, right now you just kind of pick and then that's the end of it I think you should pick and drill down um, specializing, yeah, specializing each attunement. I would hope that's the route that they go. And the reason I would do it that way is because it would maintain the accessibility. I think one of the things that people like about Destiny is they don't have to put a bunch of thought into their build. They just pick way of a thousand cuts and then they go. Played properly, they're Genji, right? They're just constantly throwing knives and they feel pretty dope. Well, if you don't really get into the drill down, you could just auto assign and then you still have that really nice, accessible, cool feeling that Destiny has, but then the more hardcore players like, no, I really want to put some thought into this, and they and they go down into the um, into the actual attunement tree. Uh, what do you think about RNG and seals and titles? It needs to go away. It's stupid. Uh, Wastavi, do you think that raid gear, armor and weapons, will have raid-specific perks like how it was in D1? Kind of just makes lacking uh, in that cool factor, getting the armor. Oh, yeah. Uh, listen, this is a two-pronged problem, okay? They show that they can do really cool stuff with the Gambit Prime armor set. Some of those perks are pretty dope. Now, maybe they're a little too strong for you know, invader or whatever the frick and the other ones need looked at, but but I think that they need to do it with raids, but it's a two-pronged problem and what I mean is, if they do it for raids, it's gonna not really work if the actual loot pursuit isn't good. That's why I said in my talk, they need to make perks and, and depth of perks and perk variety and perk power way, way better, but they also have to make the pursuit of the loot a whole lot better. We need we need something to come to raids and loot pursuit in general that is similar to what Ada brings. Um, because if not, three raids a week with a very, very slim chance of getting the armor that you want and an even slimmer chance of getting the role that you want, I just think people end up feeling like it's just futile and not worth it, especially if the perks are not that significant. And it goes hand in hand, right? Why am I going to go and try and get all these perks to have a decked out raid gear set if I'm only running the raid three times a week and then that's it. Like I'm hoping for the gear to drop and then doesn't drop, right? The replayability of non-powerful raid drops and making keys and opening chests is a perfect context for raid perks. Because if not, you're just kind of like, what honestly is the point, right? What honestly is the point? To, do, to doing it it's like well I'm gonna go get all these perks it, it, it's it's this, this multiple layers to the problem it's difficult to get the armor there's only really a reason to run it three times the loot pursuit system's terrible and even if you do get a full set with all the perks you're not even in a context where you're playing the raid that much so at, at every level it would feel kind of futile if they don't completely change both the pursuit of the loot as well as giving you more reason to be in there than just three times a week serious question would you like Bungie to add raids that are supposed to be done with one two or three people instead of traditional six no I don't think that would be a good idea uh 
Queen's Menace. Should they bring back the utility for the Defender Titan bubble from Destiny 1? Have armor, blessing, and weapons of light. That particular super is almost non-existent in comparison to the others. It would also help in raiding counters with no warlocks on the team. In Scourge, Titans aren't as helpful as warlocks and hunters. Yeah, Titans really struggle right now, I I think, to be the dominant, you know, the dominant defensive um, subclass. They just, they really struggle. It's unfortunate. Um, they were gods in King's Fall. They were really, really great, and they need to kind of bring that back. I would even wager to say that they should retune and retool Helm of Saint Fourteen to do something else. Um, but yes, I think that I think Bubbles OP for invading. Well, yeah, but again, I, I just think that I, outside of that, Bubbles just is not getting any 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 play, any leverage. So. We've got other talks and other Q&A sessions to do today, so don't go anywhere. If you're here live and you've enjoyed this, be sure to click the follow button. That is a free and easy way to support my Twitch stream. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash rage. Come on over to the Twitch channel, hit the follow button, hang out with us, or throw me a follow on Twitter. As with all of my content, I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe.